Rap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Good morning and welcome into the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With Courtney Cronin in for Cap, I'm Jay Hood. Good morning, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Thanks so much for keeping the conversation going. Now time for Shot and No Shot. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Good morning. We still, Hoodie, Courtney, we still have to come up with the phrase that pays. Uh, Courtney, I'm looking forward to hearing your top five. Okay. I'm sure we'll get to that a little later in the show, but I am very much looking forward to that because that's something I think we forgot to do yesterday. We've got to make sure that gets done today. That's right. Uh, Courtney Cronin will be once again on Around the Horn, and she will win this round of Around the Horn. So, But she's going to have to give a phrase that pays, something to do with this show, a phrase that we use. It's got to be part of her back and forth trying to win around the horn so come up with a phrase that we use on this show and she'll say it on the show we think and i bring that up here because no shot not good enough it's got to be better than no yeah, shot it's just it's just i mean it, it's just no so shot subtle i get cop it out. yeah but what if i said it in cap's voice would that up the <laughs> ante a little bit how about no shot sparkles See, oh. they won't understand the Sparkles reference. They right. don't need to. And I've got we 30, will understand. I've got 35 it. seconds to make a point, and if I end up belaboring on Cap calling people Sparkles, I'm going to get docked like minus 16 points, and I won't even be in the running to win to give an ode to the show. Also, they will be on not not top 10 if she says no shot Sparkles. You'll be on that on Sports <laughs> Center. Not It'll top be a viral 10. moment. Yeah. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? All right, I want to start with some draft talk. We spent the first hour talking about how important this offseason is for the Chicago Bears. Mm -hmm. Well, the Raiders may have muddied the waters a bit. They added a free agent to the quarterback market yesterday by releasing Derek Carr. It saved themselves nearly $30 million against the cap. But like I said, they may have muddied up the quarterback market ahead of the draft where the Bears have the number one pick. Shot or no shot, the release of Derek Carr puts the Bears in a worse negotiating position in trying to trade the top pick. No shot. So no shot. No shot. They will still have a fair share of suitors. And you got to think about how many quarterbacks are going to be on the move this offseason that are not just Derek Carr, potentially Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they will go to, because of who they are, they will go to the, you know, they'll have suitors. So whether it's the Jets, they're not the only option. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Carolina Panthers. Like, there's only one team I can think of in the mix of the top ten who have draft picks right now that could end up using, like not using a draft pick on, you know, on a quarterback. And I think that could be Carolina because Derek Carr's name has been rumored in the mix there for a couple weeks. I don't think, though, that Houston, in Indianapolis already went the veteran quarterback yes. route. Didn't work. Houston wants to draft their own guy. You don't, you don't nearly, like, win, lose that game in week 18 to put yourself in position to not have the number one draft pick. Like they were they had their eyes on Bryce Young forever. Those two teams are out. Atlanta is an interesting one. If do they want to go the veteran quarterback route? They're at eight. They could draft somebody there or they could move up. So I don't think Derek Carr entering free agency ever really stood in the way of Chicago. I think it's kind of a non sequitur. It feels like Washington to me. For Derek, Derek Carr? Carr? Yeah. I think Tampa Bay, right? I think anybody in the NFC South. But if I'm Derek Carr, Derek Carr is a good quarterback. He is. Mm -hmm. Problem with the, the Raiders is, number one, on discipline. That's historic. But number two is that their defense wasn't very good. When you're always playing from behind, Courtney, mm -hmm. what, what is Derek Carr supposed to do? I'm not saying that he's a top five quarterback, but he's not awful. 
He's not. He's somewhere in the middle. I got to look at all the quarterbacks, but I'd have him someplace in the middle. Imagine if he had a defense on the other side that's actually pretty good and pretty productive. Look at the Raiders over the last five years. Okay, and so and also, and also want to point this out too. Shay, you agree with me on this or not? No one's. I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks get, get coached hard, but he was coached by John Gruden and Josh McDaniels, two demanding coaches, demanding at the at the quarterback position. What do you think? Whatever you think of Gruden now, the the guy had an eye for talent as far as being able to mold and shape a quarterback. Think about that. That's what Derek Carr had to go through the last what five six years. Mm-hmm. So. I just think that he is a good quarterback, but the team's got to be better than what he's had with the Raiders. I mean, the reason he, going into this past season, led the NFL with the most game-winning drives and fourth-quarter comebacks is because his team was losing All the time. in those moments. All and the time. a lot of that had to deal with the fact that they could never get the secondary right. Like, dating back to when I covered them in 2016, the pop-up year that they went to, they should have gone to the AFC Championship had it not been for his broken ankle – that was that that was the story of Derek Carr's career. The whole thing that doesn't make any sense to me though is we look at this situation where he is no longer a Las Vegas Raider. They allegedly had terms for a trade that they wanted, like they had a couple teams in mind that were going to give them compensation. The Saints were really the only one. If you weren't sold on him, if you weren't thinking he could be the future when you have Dave Ziegler come in, when you have Josh McDaniels come in. Why did you give him a contract extension that had a no-trade clause? You took away all your power. So I I love when teams play themselves and get exposed publicly because that's exactly what happened when they had to release him yesterday. Shay. All right, I want to stick with the draft for a moment. We played this audio in our last segment. I want to use it again here. Uh, Jim Ursay lit a fuse yesterday talking about their plans in the draft, and they have obviously been the team most linked to trading with the Bears. So I want to hear from Jim Ursay here about We're their quarterback high, plans. You know, you know, no one can shy away from the fact what quarterback means in this league and how we have to look going forward where, where Shane and Chris really you know, dig into this draft and really see where you're at. Do you stay put? Do you trade up? You know, there, there's many things you can do. Uh, they took Jalen in the second round. So, trade um, back. Yeah, trade back. So um, he likes that'll picks. Be a, that'll be a Twitter freaking quote. <laughs> he, he likes picks. Uh, 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 although the Alabama guy doesn't look bad, I tell you. Um, but uh, uh, it'll, be, it'll be exciting, and I think that shows um, that we have talent here, those games. So we're looking forward um, to Shane really coming in and utilizing that talent. All right, shot or no shot? Ursay bringing up Bryce Young explicitly is a sign they don't actually want him. <laughs> I think the owner wants him. I'm not sure if the others in the front office want him. That's what I believe. No shot. I think that the organization tipped its hand not once but twice because back during January's post season press conference Chris Ballard was asked specifically if there is a player at the top of the board where you're sitting at four would you move heaven and earth to get them and he said yes so in that moment that was shooting yourself in your left foot yesterday was shooting yourself in your right foot so now you can't even walk so good congratulations to the Indianapolis Colts for more or less not putting a muzzle on your owner when you needed it like all you need to do in these moments when you have a head coach that's being hired and you're announcing them to the public. Owner gets up there, they do the jersey pick, they shake hands. 
man, Shane Steichen, man of character. We have a lot of ties to coaches who are with the Philadelphia Eagles because Nick Sirianni was our offensive coordinator, went on to go play in the Super Bowl. Hopefully one day we'll be playing in the Super Bowl here too. Blah, 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 pedigree, fit in a couple buzzwords. And leave. Yes, like that's all he had to do, but he had to open his mouth and – I don't think I don't think Jim Irsay is smart enough, Shay, to be using that as, you know, putting it out there into the ether to make people think they're going to do something that they're not going to do. I think he really likes Bryce Young and he started talking himself into that as Chris Ballard's doing damage control on the side, being like, or trade back. Not that they're going to, but no. it's. That is a well, comedy. That was a that press conference was a comedy of errors for the Colts. That's going to be a hard left turn now by the Colts. Now that that's been put out there, there's no question. Like that's not going to happen now. It, they they ruined their own plans by exposing themselves. So it it maybe it won't be Bryce Young, uh, and maybe it will be. I just think that they have to avoid this nonsense now and make a hard left turn. That they they actually do want him. I believe that something that was talked about by Ballard, as Courtney mentioned, but then Ursay. To me, I think they're going to go a different direction. Shay. All right. Uh, quickly, we've talked about the Chiefs basically every which way we can after the Super Bowl. But when you win two Super Bowls in five seasons and you go to three, shot or no shot, they are officially a dynasty in the NFL. Okay. Let's unpack this together. Okay. So you win two championships in five years. And you've been to the Super Bowl three times in five years. When the Bulls won a championship, when they won their championships... It was three in a row. It was six out of eight years. And, of course, the two years is Michael Jordan playing baseball, right? So are the Bulls more of a dynasty than the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah. Okay. And why is that? What makes the dynasty? What's, how do you define it? I think it's... Over a period of years. I think it's back-to-back. Yeah. And no team has done that since what year was the bit that the Patriots did it? I think it was 03 and 04. That's so hard in the NFL. But that is imp- Golden State did it. There have been multiple NBA teams that have been able to achieve that feat. It is, I mean, you can see in the NFL why the body of work is just not there. It's impossible to do because of roster turnover, because of how many moving parts you need to make this orchestra playing the same note year right. after year. That's why it's difficult. I mean, do we set the bar at three in, in a span of time? Not three over an entire franchise's history. Like, if the Chiefs win, if they don't win next year, but let's say they win in 2025, is that in totality of the last five, six, seven seasons at that point, would that be a dynasty? Because it's one, two, a gap of two years, win one, and then a gap of another two years? That's not a dynasty to me. That's like the San Antonio Spurs dynasty. I know Spurs fans don't want to hear that. You had a window of opportunity to win. That's mm-hmm. what I say. I say in a decade, you had an opportunity to knock it down three or four times. If that's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs, say, for instance, they win next year. Okay, so now you've won back-to-back. Now you've won three and – that would be three and six? Three and six years, three right? Three and six seasons. Okay, yep. so, so to me, that's a dynasty because you've got a stranglehold on the National Football League. And I just think that I would not call it a dynasty now. My dynasties that I grew up with is when you won back-to-back, more, than, more actually in the NBA. When you won back-to-back championships or you had that window of opportunity to win – Three and five years, three and six years, like the Bulls. That's a dynasty to me. I, I don't. I would not consider that a dynasty. No, that's a no shot. I think the window is open for them to win it again, but I don't think that that's what I would define as a dynasty. Shay, 
All right. One of the most popular movies in history, Titanic, returned to theaters in IMAX 3D last weekend and managed to gross over $20 million at the box office. It was right there with the other James Cameron movie, Avatar 2, mm-hmm. that's still in theaters, despite being 25 years old. Still went to nearly the top of the box office on a weekend. Shot or no shot? More classic movies should be re-released to theaters like this. It's a shot for me. I mean, I will be going to see the 25-year anniversary re-release of Titanic. I would love to see a Jurassic Park re-released, and I would love to see it in 4K, 5K, whatever K, 8K, in, or seeing it in IMAX. Because now the technology for so many of those classic movies, you can even throw like the Star Wars uh, movies into the mix. Now the watching experience is different. So all these years later, those movies that were released in the 70s, 80s, early 90s, you get to actually have a completely different watching experience. So not every movie, but some. Jay Moore, are you too young to remember the um, was that the dollar movies at, the, at River Run in Lansing? Yeah. Do you rec- are you too young for that? Yeah, they used to have a dollar fifty movie in Oak Park, though the Lake Theater. And they I remember would, that. And they would play uh, classic movies, correct? It, would, yeah. it, would, it wouldn't be the first run stuff. It'd be movies from the past. Yeah, correct? I remember that. Yeah. So I remember just being a South Side. I remember in Lansing they would have movies. It would be cheaper and be movies from the past that they would run. I, I'm a shot. I, I that's a shot for me because listen, if you don't like today's movies. And you can get get a chance to get uh, discount popcorn and discount drinks, even though it's a movie that you saw 20 years ago, 15 years ago. I'm all for it because it's about the movie experience. Yes, could you watch at home? Yes. But it's nothing like that movie on a big projector screen to be able to see a movie that you really, really like, that you know the plot, you know the lines that are coming, but it's still fun because it takes you back from the time that you saw it originally. And when you think about it, almost three years ago, the movies were gone <laughs> due to COVID. That's true. That's true. I saw my first movie in theater a couple weeks ago since COVID. What was it? 80 for Brady. <laughs> I took my mom. You saw that? How was it? It was cute. That's just what I it was. Ah. It was a cute movie. Now, here's the thing about this. During the pandemic, because there were so many movies on HBO Max uh-huh. or on Netflix, there were some movies I saw and I said, you know, I'm glad I'm watching it at home because I'd be pissed if I saw this in the theater. It was a Denzel movie not too long ago that I saw that. I was like, it's not bad, but I'm glad I'm watching it at home, where I can tolerate it at home. But if I had to go get up, get in my car, go to the theater to see what I would say is a, a middling movie, a B-minus movie, I'd be upset about it. But at mm-hmm. home, it's fine. So I was thinking, boy, what, after the pandemic, I was thinking, uh, is movies, going to the movies still going to be a thing? It still is. I'm glad that that survived the pandemic. Yeah. Because it's, an, it's a fun experience, although the theaters have changed. The one that we went to up in Skokie, like, there's three rows now. Yeah. Big seats. <laughs> I love a big seat, as everyone knows. What other movies would you pay to see in theaters again if they were re-released? Would you even go to the theater to see a movie that you've already seen? So have you done that? And for you moviegoers, on your ride into work, answer this question for us. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Uh, movies that you'd want to see again. If it was re-released, what would you go to, back to the movie theater to see? Courtney and I are asking you that question. We also have around the NFL coming up at the bottom of the hour. It's Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. 
follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. It's a Cap and Jay Hood morning show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with Courtney Cronin in for Cap. I'm Jay Hood. Silicon will go around the National Football League, but we're asking you the question. Based on uh, Shane Norling's question during Shot or No Shot, what other movies would you pay to see in theaters again if they were re-released? Would you even go to the theater to see a movie that's already that you've already seen? Absolutely. Okay, so there's two experiences as we know, Courtney. There is the home experience where we have our own big screen television and we're watching movies that either you are getting from Amazon or Netflix or Hulu or wherever you're getting it from, or... If, you, if you're lazy, the uh, local cable channel that just happens to have it on on a Saturday afternoon and you sit through commercials to wait. It's still my favorite. I'm just going to wait through all these commercials. It's on TNT. It's on AMC. I'm going to watch anyway. Wait till I give you this line. People do that, you know. But there's some movies that I definitely want to see in the theater again. And, and just so you know, I'm actually more of a small screen guy than a movie guy. I know the prerequisite to be doing sports talk is to be able to quote every movie of every guy movie and every line. <laughs> I'm not that guy. I'm really more of a small screen sitcom guy or movies uh, guy that's on television. But I do like some movies. One of them I, I pointed out uh, was we'll start with Major League. That's one. But here's the question. Like Major League, Jackie, Jackie Brown, Reservoir, Dogs, Big Lebowski. No funny movies or interesting movies like that. But do I want to see them? in its original state on the screen, or do I want to see them remastered? Super HD or whatever the next thing is. 4K? For Major League, would you need that? I think the only time it has to be remastered to truly get the experience is if it's a Star Wars or a movie that had graphics that, for its time, were advanced, but now could be so much more. And the IMAX experience, because you and I were talking about you know, the Omnimax down at Science, Museum of Science and Industry. I used yeah. to love going as a kid. Yeah, man. Because and even though these were like space movies, that's dope. Your seat leans back. You're watching the stars. You feel like you're part of whatever you're seeing. That in the IMAX and, you know, I think about those Fast and Furious movies. Yes. Not that I love them by any stretch, but that to me would be a great IMAX experience. So you feel like you're in the car. Yes. Like what a lot of people said with the second Top Gun movie, why it has to be that sort of experience versus seeing it in a normal theater. You gotta see it, Courtney. I know, I know. It's been on my list since June. It I is. haven't seen the first one, so I think you need the first one for context. I agree. So watch the next, again. Will it be as good as the second one? I don't know. I mean, the first one was such a blockbuster. Everyone wanted to see it because it was so different. But then we have more, we have more knowledge of Tom Cruise now than when that first movie came out. We didn't know he did his own stunts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a maniac. And it's like, it, and even just the ones where it's like, yeah, you know what? I did my own stunt. Can we just do that again? So you want to jump out of a plane again? Is that what you're saying? That's what you. He's a maniac, but he does his own stunts. I don't know if I knew that at the time of the first movie. So, but now with that context, it's like, wow, that guy actually did his own stunts. And he did him in the second movie too. You're saying? Yes, definitely in the second movie. I didn't know he did that in the first. I had no idea. Was that not common knowledge? I, it was less of a stunt movie, but yeah, he's always been a I'm going to do it myself guy. That's amazing for someone so short. He's a little guy. At his age, too. Oh, yeah. You know what? He's ageless, though. 
He's well, ageless. Look at him. We talked about he's got the new Mission Impossible movie coming out this summer. He drives a bike off a cliff, and Courtney doing it once in real life wasn't good enough. He did five takes yes. driving this bike off of a cliff and then base jumping out of it. Did he get hurt? Uh, no, I don't ah. believe so. But there is the famous story during one of the Mission Impossible movies, jumping from building to building. He broke his ankle, and that was the uh, cut that made the movie. That's what happens when you do parkour unnecessarily. <laughs> Someone else could do that for you. You still get paid the same. Mm-hmm. 312-332-3776 is our phone number here on Cap and J. Hood. All right, let's go to the phone lines and talk to you. Uh, Gary and Bourbon A on Cap and J. Hood on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Gary. Hey, good morning, guys. Happy hump day. How are you? We're good. Thanks for checking in. Good, good, good. So I know you guys had the, the whole thing that brought this up was uh, the Titanic re-release. Yeah. And, you know, yesterday it was it turned out really awesome for me because I normally suck at Valentine's Day and, and stuff like that. So when, when I remembered it was my wife's favorite movie of all time, I'm like, this is the perfect chance because we were in, like, second grade when it came out. Mm-hmm. So we, we know we, we love the movie. She loves the movie. But we never got to see it in, in movie theater. And that the last hour, not to sound morbid, but that last hour of Titanic, the shipwreck scene in movie theater, was awesome. I, I mean, I, the first hour, the third hour was awesome. The middle hour, I just took a nap. I really enjoyed well, it. Hang on I, I a think second. I should do stuff like that more often. Hang on a second, Gary. Coach Bruce is also weighing in on this. Bruce, how are you, pal? I live in the dream every day. How you doing, hoodie? We're good, man. So uh, say hello to Gary. Gary, how are you, sir? What? Well done with good. the, uh, good, with the uh, valen- well done with the Valentine's Day gift with the with the wife going to see Titanic. I unfortunately did not go see Titanic with my wife. She had a ladies' uh, night this past Friday and went to see it with some friends, and she is, she said it was absolutely amazing. God bless her for going though, man, because she went at eight thirty at night and didn't get home until like one in the morning. I was like, what are you doing? It's a long movie. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, would you allow your wife to see it by herself with uh, friends without you? I mean, I would have preferred it went like that. That guy's lucky. I didn't want to sit there for three hours. But... <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It was cool, though, man. It was cool because I normally, I normally suck at that kind of stuff, getting gifts, remembering holidays, Valentine's Day. So like a week ago when I found out it was coming out, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. And it was it was worth it. It was really worth it. It was it was it was solid. But I would have I would have preferred to not have gone. Now, now hold on hey, a second, just, Coach Bruce. Now you have another idea. You your wife didn't went to see Titanic, but maybe you and Gary could see another movie. Bruce, what what do you have so, in mind? So my the first thing that came to my mind when you guys were talking about this, I was like, man, it'd be really awesome to see Back to the Future. Like it, it, yeah. like, theaters, oh my God. like it, my top three movies all time. That's what I'm saying. Like, so when Corey was bringing up uh, about IMAX and how uh, amazing graphics are, and you know, if, if, if Back to the Future can like they can remake it, make it uh, have all the graphics be just absolutely outstanding again, and whatever. Because at the time they were amazing in 1985, but can you imagine bringing in 2023 with updated informa- updated stuff? I'm telling you, that would be golden. I'm on board with Coach Bruce here, hoodie. I think you got to make that happen. We got to figure out how to re-release Back to the Future, man. I, I want Gary. I want you and Coach Bruce to be able to enjoy Back to the Future on a guys' night out, right? Hey, Say it again. You're coming too, right, hoodie? I would love to go. Absolutely. See Back to the Future. Back absolutely. to the Future. That'd be sick. <laughs> All right, guys. Gary and Coach Bruce, we're bringing men together right here on Cap and J Hood. How about that? That's what sports radio is for. <laughs> but again, it goes back to the bigger overarching topic. The original or remastered? They say remastered Back to the Future. I, 
because those are movies that create have elements that would just be better when they are bigger, louder, and you know remastered in a way that they weren't in their original version. To I really want to see what that scene's like when Billy Zane's trying to shoot Leonardo DiCaprio on the boat and then finds somebody's child and jumps into the lifeboat. I want to see what that's like in a remastered 25, 25th anniversary version. And quickly, to your point, you talk about the movies that you sit through on E! or yes. on AMC. <laughs> yes. that, Titanic was one of those for me. And a couple of years ago, I had the audacity when it wasn't on. I was like, I really want to watch Titanic. I paid for it. I paid like $13 to watch it on demand <laughs> when it's on TV all the time. There's no shame because no one's looking. Uh, did you look over your shoulder? Say, so should I do this? Hmm, maybe I will. Click. <laughs> no, but it's just the shame of of admitting that yeah. all these years later. <laughs> but you but want I, to see it so badly, though, right? And now I want to go see it in theaters. I mean, to me, this is if you don't go, if you haven't seen it, it's such a classic movie. I know somebody who is like refuses to see it, will not buy into the hype. Like, you want to go watch Titanic two? The spinoff on it that was created no. by some Australian director? No, thank you. To watch the thing get resurrected? No, I want to go see Titanic, and I want to go see it in the theater again, and I want to have the full body experience, because I was seven when mm. we went to watch it. So it was my dad, my brother, and myself, and of course, during some of the adult scenes, there was a hand that kind of slowly came <laughs> Chris Collinsworthing itself into my vision like, to cover up what we were watching. I want to be able to see all that in HD now. Like, Hi, hi, Def. <laughs> you mean you, your dad scooted over in the chair? No, the hand did. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, like Chris does on NBC. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. We're asking you the question, the movie that you'd want to see uh, again. If it was re-released, what would you go to the movies to see? We'll get your phone calls in on that, as well as around the NFL. All part of our next half hour on Cap and J-Hood. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap and J-Hood. The Bulls will take on the Indiana Pacers, Chicago. It's going to take place uh, later on tonight at 6 o'clock. The Las Vegas Raiders officially released quarterback Derek Carr yesterday, avoiding a $40 million guarantee and freeing up nearly $30 million in cap space. The Eagles have officially lost both of their coordinators after losing Super Bowl 57. Defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon uh, filled the final head coaching vacancy yesterday, taking the head coaching job with the Arizona Cardinals. March Madness is getting closer. Illinois went on to Happy Valley, and they left with a loss to Penn State by a score of 93-81, falling to seventh place in the Big Ten. They're 8-6. and six. SIU, they defeated Valparaiso 66-62. Northwestern will look to stay hot as they take on number... They take on Indiana after taking on Purdue and knocking them down on Sunday. Jay Moore. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7 here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. That same ESPN Chicago app in which you can find Fast Break, the NBA podcast is available now on the ESPN Chicago app. I got a chance to talk to Chicago's own Quentin Richardson doing uh, television for Bally's Orlando course him covering the magic Courtney he's rubbing it in from the last <laughs> win that uh, the magic had against the bulls we talk about that we talk about college basketball players from oh, i guess high school players from this city not staying going elsewhere mm-hmm. um 
you know, whether it's DePaul, Northwestern, UIC, we talked about his choices. You know, he could have went anywhere. Quentin Richardson was a hell of a high school ball player. He played at DePaul. We don't see that as often anymore. We talk about that on Fast Break. It's available now on the ESPN Chicago app. 312-332-3776. We're going to go around the NFL, Courtney, in just a moment. But we got to be able to talk to more of our listeners regarding the re-release. If there was a movie that was re-released, would you go to the theater to see it? And how would you want to see it? I think that's another little carrot on the stick here. Because some want to see their shows in non-HD, black and white, you know, in its original form. Some would like to have it remastered. So let's go to the phone lines to talk to you about that. Brad in Lake Zurich on ESPN 1000 on Cap and Jay Hood. Good morning, Brad. Good morning. Courtney had it exactly right. You need some kind of uh, a scene or an element that is just, you know, loud as can be. And I think of heat because you got the music all throughout that Moby produced in the background that can be driving at times. You got, uh, you know, Al Pacino and his "Give me all you got" kind of moment. Yeah. You know, it is, and but then you got the shootout at the end, and I think that'd be great to have the the bullets whizzing by you, you know, in updated sound, even though the movie's only what thirty years old now. Yeah. Uh, Matt, again, to be able to look at your favorite movie in today's technology, if it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I think that still would be cool. Breakfast Club? Can you update that? Just update the color, right, pretty much. Yeah, and like restore. I don't know how that happens in post-edit, like restoring the color to make it vibrant. Mm-hmm. I, I like Black and white movies should stay black and white, right? I would say so, you yes. You can't. I mean, first off, I don't, I, it, that makes my brain explode thinking about how you add color to something that was shot in black and white on film. Right. But it has to have an element of, you know, sound visually appealing that can just be the ante can be upped to a certain level in 2023 that it wasn't and to your point about seeing a movie on like a small screen seeing it like at home seeing it i'm not one of these people who wants to see a movie that's like you know an old movie that they're re-releasing like it at like a park you know what i mean like they do movies in um, millennium park like I can't hear it to begin with. Right. Even if they have the speakers, like that's not a movie going experience. So don't re-release Titanic and then tell me to go to Ravinia to watch it because I don't want to do that. <laughs> right. 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 Because you need out- the you need the whole body experience outside. The the sound goes up, so it's not around you, or you don't have headphones on, or whatever. When you have it in a park like that outside, you hear it, but it doesn't give you that same surround feel like a, a movie theater or at the house. Mm-hmm. So totally get it. Three one two three three two ESPN is our phone number. Uh, Jeremy in Humboldt Park on Cap and Jay Hood. Good morning, Jay. Hey, good morning. How's everybody doing? We're good, man. Thanks for checking in with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, I gotta go with the Godfather trilogy, man. Yesterday it was Valentine's Day, and the first three years, me and my now wife dated. We watched a different installment of the Godfather on Valentine's Day. It's so let me get that in the theater, and that's what's up. Is that romantic, Jeremy? I mean, really? A lot of blood there. Hey, we love it. I guess she said yes after, after that, so. Oh, she, so, so it's not like you're forcing it on her. She likes it as well. Yeah, she enjoys it. The trilogy. All of them, right? So, so the third one, yeah. too? Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Got to complete the story. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right, Jeremy, thanks so much for checking in. Uh, Robert in uh, Franklin Park on Cap and J. Hood with Courtney in for Cap here on ESPN 1000. All right, Rob. 
Uh, hi, thanks for having me on the show. I oh, called Rob. <laughs> I called because I thought I would give my input on the the phrase that pays. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was asking Shay, like, what's exactly? And I thought, well, what if you put the names of the title of the show in sentences? For example, depending what Courtney's question gets asked, maybe she could reply with, all right, well, there's no cap in this. Let's pop the hood on this topic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the product placement. I like that. And can I can I uh, <laughs> chime in on the movies yeah. uh, that you guys are talking about? Well, I have two of them. One is Aliens with Sigourney Weaver yep. and Terminator 2 with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Robert, thank you very much for the phone call. All right, let's go around the National Football League. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and then he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Around the National Football League, here's Shane Orlingshay. Well, hoodie about... An hour ago, this was not where we're going to start, but it is now. Jim Ursay just put out a tweet. It is a photo, black and white photo, of a young Jim Ursay riding on the back of a bear at the Lincoln Park Zoo in Chicago. The tweet says, my relationship with the Chicago Bears goes back more than 60 years. What is he doing? (laughs) Because, I mean, there's no context to this. It's just that. That's all That's the tweet. Oh, I think you know what that means. This is this is too calculated to be a troll job, right? Is he smart enough to be no. trolling the Chicago Bears, or is he saying we are trading the pick today? Hold on a second. He hired Jeff Saturday. Now you answer your own question. Is he smart enough? But like, I, I don't understand the logic and the rationale. Like, you already went ahead and gave the plan your draft plan yesterday in the press conference. So what's the point of doing this? What's the motivation behind this? Hey, Ryan Poles, call me, not Chris Ballard. I'll give you whatever you want. You got to give him some benefit of the doubt, though. He's a Chicago guy. His bands play here sometimes. You know, he got his little band, you know, so give him a little benefit of the doubt. Given what we know about Jim Irsay's, shall I say, checkered past, do we have to give him the benefit of the doubt? I don't know. This is a tweet that screams, just picked his head off the desk after a bender. Uh, It's time, while you're doing the show, Courtney, I'm going to need 2,000 words on Jim Irsay right now. We want to send send that into the desk because what he just told you right there is, we're going to deal with the Bears I've had a relationship with them for actually 60 years. Witty? We're trading up. <laughs> he didn't capitalize the B in bears. Is that a sign? Again, am I reading too much into this? Is trying to find clues and context that don't exist? No, that's how Shea types also in smaller case. <laughs> but he used uppercase for Chicago. Because it's a city and it's a proper noun. It also, it's automatic when you start putting in S-C-H-I on your phone. No, I turned that feature off. It's not automatic for me. I mean, for Ursa it is. Well. Because he understands. He has the big tax on his phone. <laughs> Jay Moore? In the words of Aaron Rodgers? Not spread any fake news, okay? Okay. Thank you very much. Stay in your darkness. Jim Ursa, I'm going to need 2,000 words. Right to the desk. I'll get on I'll get on in the break. I mean, I think it's very clear what he's saying here. Why? How many words, Why? Courtney, do you need to say Bender. <laughs> One. I mean, seriously. I, what's the point of that? I don't. No, there is no point to it. And 
I just, is he calculated enough to be trolling us right now? Is he going back to what he said yesterday and said, man, I really did speak out of turn. I shouldn't have said those things. Let me try to, like what you were saying, Hoodie, like put it out there that we want Bryce Young, but we really don't want Bryce Young. So I said all those things. Well, how can I do damage control here? Oh, I'm going to make it look like it's an automatic that we're trading with the Bears by putting this out. Like, I can't connect the dots here. I don't understand, outside of what Shay was saying, if it is a uh, substance abuse-induced tweet. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think know. So. No. What do you think it is? No, I, I think it's him saying that, hey, we like to have that number one pick. Hey, and I've got a relationship with, the, with Chicago for 60 years. And you know what the key is to this whole tweet is the ellipses afterwards. The dot, dot, dot? Yes. Some people type like that, and it drives me nuts. I'm but, like, are you saying something else? Is this a passive-aggressive thing? Did you just hit the period button three times? I think it's all of the above except the last part. I think it's a, the first two for sure. It's pretty much saying, hey, Chicago, we've I've had a relationship with you. I'm from here. Hey, let's do business. That's what I believe it is. And, by the, and by the way, tell me if I'm wrong about this. Tell me if I'm wrong with this. The Bears are not taking Bryce Young at one. If that's the number one pick, they're not taking Bryce Young. Shouldn't the, the negotiation be with Houston or Arizona? Won't they take? You know Houston's taking a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Do they like Young or do they like Stroud? I don't know. They'll get one or the other, obviously, based on where they are. But I think with Indianapolis, the attractive thing that they can give you that maybe other teams, like, you know, the trade offers are not as good is that second round pick because the Bears have that gap between 1 and 54 right now. If the Colts can give you a package that would include their first round pick at four and then being able to, you know, give you a pick at 74, that's Houston's pick. So whatever their third, second round pick is, Indianapolis, I know it's uh, 30. They can give you 35. You need that if you're the if you're the Chicago Bears based on what you have between round one and round two. So that's why I think they're the most attractive one. Houston can give you more draft capital probably in the long term. And, you know, they'll probably be drafting high up again next year. So that's what makes that first-round pick appealing. I just think that the Bears are going to want to make more moves between day one and the middle of day two than they currently have. We will continue to go around the National Football League and check in with Cap as well. He's got his own darkness retreat happening. We're going to find out if he's okay. Uh, We'll continue here on Cap and Jay Hood after this on Chicago's Home for Sports. Cap and Jay Hood are back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Around the NFL, here's Shane Orlick. Shane? Well, we were going to stick with the Colts. Uh, we just talked about the Ursay tweet about his relationship with the Chicago Bears. There's another Colts story, Hoodie. Uh, obviously, they went with Shane Steichen. It begs the question, the decision midseason after the firing of Frank Reich to bring in former Colts offensive lineman and current media member Jeff Saturday, will that go down as one of the worst hires in NFL history? Uh, yes. That is, a, I know we're not doing a shot or no shot, but yes. If we're doing if we're doing the game yes or no, uh, the the answer is yes. Think about this: you're not in the booth; you're an analyst on ESPN, and because of your relationship with the organization, Jim Irsay plucks you out of ESPN and puts you on the sideline, and you go one and seven. You're over your head. Think about over the history, and I have a short list here, but that has to be the worst. Now, there's a few others I can name, but think about it. I mean, he has no coaching head coaching experience. And he becomes the head coach of the Colts and was considered to be the coach. Again, he was in the 
um, hiring process, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. The interview? He was a finalist up until <laughs> last week. The way wow. that they skirted the Rooney rule mid-season because of, promo- you know, either promoting from within or hire. Like, you don't see coaches hired from outside in the middle of the season. But because the Rooney rule doesn't exist there where you have to have a certain number of minority candidates that you bring in to interview, that's the reason they were to pull that off. So that's strike one against them when this is a league that already lacks a ton of diversity for head coaching positions. And when you have a season this year where Raheem Morris doesn't get a head coaching job, I believe he interviewed for Denver, like yeah. maybe one other one. When Eric Bieniemy's name continues to come up and there's stories about Andy Reid at an owner's meeting last year pleading, like what, what does he need to do to be able to be considered like an actual candidate for these jobs? All of that goes into the context of Jeff Saturday not only being completely underqualified for this job, but the negligence in which that hiring process went through. It's, it's a complete stain on the organization, but also on the NFL for allowing it to happen. All right, that's around the NFL right here on Chicago's Home for Sports ESPN 1000. Shay Moore, we got this set up again. All right, so I'm hearing my headphones. We got this set up again. So, again, the darkness retreat that Aaron Rodgers is on, of course, Cap's got to do it because Aaron Rodgers is going to do it. Uh, Cap, not necessarily on vacation, but also in his own head trying to figure out some things. See if we can turn that on and, and let's hear from Cap in his darkness retreat in Jamaica. <sighs> enough i think that's pretty sad it's happening right now i mean your thoughts go to jamaica for a darkness retreat isn't that a place where there's light and beaches and sand if you're gonna do a darkness retreat couldn't you just stay here in chicago yeah but aaron Rodgers is doing so cap has to do it I would go on a lightness yes. retreat. I would go find the light. Yeah, exactly. I, if, like, a, I like the idea of a lightness retreat. Yes. You know, plants and plants die if they don't get light, more or less. So mm-hmm. this whole darkness retreat that Rogers is going on, without four days of any sort of UV or vitamin D or anything that's required to live, what state do you come out of this darkness retreat and think, oh, I'm ready to make a sound decision right now? I think you would be lacking nutrients. I think that you would be lacking minerals. I think you'd be lacking... The things that are required to make decisions, as in a clear mind. 
that's not what Cap's idea is of a retreat. He wants to have his own darkness retreat, and there's a lot of random things going on. He's going to come back on this show and be all over the place. Uh, no different more, than, more so than normal. <laughs> no different from any other day around here, that's for sure. So, Shay, you hit up on something interesting in, in um, our around the NFL because Jeff Saturday was a coach for the Colts, 1-7, just completely over his head as a head coach because he's never done it before. But I was thinking about, so who are some of the worst coaching hires in Chicago sports history? I have a list, and let's see if you can match my, uh, our list of the worst hires in Chicago sports because, for sure, in the NFL, that Jeff Saturday hire, even though it was for a short time, was just awful. But some of the worst coaching hires in Chicago sports history. Um, we're going to get your thoughts on that. So let's open the phone lines, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. Cap and Jay Hood in two minutes.